Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce, combat, coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand dating and courting in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 130th episode, the six masculine benefits of the rosary, plus live phone calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that queue at 313-RADICAL. That's 313-723-4225 or call us in your uh, using your uh, browser at callingstudio.com slash radical one. Don't wait. Get in that queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. So, and now we have the quote of the day. Quote, no one wants to believe in evil, really. Above all, not in an evil being, an evil spirit. Everyone wants to abolish the idea. To admit the existence of evil means a responsibility, and no one wants that responsibility. That is the opening through which the evil spirit crawls, stealing all suspicions, 
making everything seem normal and natural. This is the thought, the unwariness of the ordinary human being, which amounts to a disinclination to believe in evil. And if you do not believe in evil, how can you possibly believe in or ever know what good is? End quote. Father Malachi Martin. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confused. And so today we have probably an unpopular subject, <laughs> but, you know, it's okay. It's okay because it is the Lord, it is God, it is the Holy Spirit, and it is definitely biblical and it definitely is the Trinity. So we must understand um, that this subject is controversial, even in the Catholic Church, the subject is controversial um, because people don't want to conform. They don't want to believe. They don't want to understand God and the Holy Spirit and our Lord Jesus Christ and the angels and the saints and what's going on. No, people don't want to dive too far into the faith because then they would have the responsibility of getting off their butts and actually doing something. Right. So today we are talking about the rosary matter is the, the benefits, the masculine benefits of the rosary. Um, to help husbands to understand spiritual warfare and to understand that no longer can we as husband sit around and not do anything and just go to work every day, come home, eat and go to bed and prepare for the next day. No longer can we afford to do that. This is a new world. It's a new day, it's a new time. And if you're not contributing, then you're not helping at all. You're the enemy. You really are. You are the freaking enemy. If you are not engaging in spiritual warfare, if you're not learning about your faith, the Catholic faith, if you're an Orthodox Christian and you're not learning about the faith, you're not jumping to the Catholic faith and really knowing only about the 2000 history, the year's history of this, what this, what this religion is really about. You're the enemy, man. You are. You're not a warrior. You just want to sit around and go day to day, hang out with your boys. You know, go up on the golf course, you know, make a little money, you know, then that's your day. That's your fulfillment. That's not that's not life, man. That's not life, man. You can't get anywhere like that. Basically, when a man's like that, a husband's like that, especially a man with a wife, with family and kids. If he's like that, man, he just believes he doesn't believe in God at all. He thinks when you die, you know, you're just going to oblivion. Or if you don't think that he he's taking this world, let this world twist your mind and give you doubt so that you think, well, I don't have to pray. I don't have to go to church. You know, I don't have to do nothing. I don't have to pray for my wife. I don't have to pray for my kids. I have to get on my knees for nothing. I, I go when I go to church when I want to. You know, I watch the football game, basketball game, hockey game, NASCAR, IndyCar. That's what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what, man, you're the enemy. You really are. Because Christ even said it, man, if you ain't with me, huh, homeboy, you against me. And that's how I look at it. That's how I look at it. Because, man, it's, 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 you know, it's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> it is, man. 
it's hard out here for a pimp. And if, if a, as a husband and a father, you're not bearing down and getting spiritual warfare every day, spiritual warfare every day, and giving your life away for God, your wife, and your children, man, what good are you? What good are you? Let me help you. You ain't no good. You are the enemy. You are the enemy. You just like the rest of them out there. You're not a real Christian. You're not a real Catholic, man. And I'm really getting sick and tired of it. You know, it's hard when you become close. The closer you become to God, the more you get the gift of the Holy Spirit, wisdom and knowledge. You get to see what the world's really about. You get to see people for who they really are. I talked to a lady yesterday and that's what she was saying. She was like, man, the closer I go to God, man, it's like the tougher. I mean, I just see people for who they are. I see the world for what it is. It's, and it's painful. It is painful to see the world for what it really is. It really is, man. And if as a husband and as a father, you don't really start to try to realize that you think that only the things that you see is what this what this universe is really about. You got a serious problem, man. And then, you know, on your judgment day at, the, at your particular judgment, you're going to see. And how can I sit there and say 100 percent for sure that. When we die, there's a particular judgment and Christ is going to be sitting right there and, and smashing your butt to heaven or smashing your butt to hell. You know how I know? Because I know that there is a God for real. I know that there is a God for real. You know why? Because I got off my butt and I went out there and researched it and found out that there is a God. and He's called the first mover. We don't come from monkeys. There is a first mover. And if you know that there is a God, then every single thing that our Lord Jesus, that mean that then that means that you know that Jesus is God too. So if you believe that there is a God and know that not just believe there is a God, you know there's a God. There's a difference. That's wishy-wash talking. Well, in the Catholic faith, we believe this. In the Christian faith, we believe this. No, man, it's not. I hate when people talk like that. It's like no talking about what I believe, what you believe. No, dude, it's the truth. We got to start talking in exact terms. It is the truth. The Catholic Church says this, and this is the truth. God says this, and this is the truth. Christ says this, and this is the truth. This is not no, well, that's what you believe and I believe. Man, that relativism, man, that's what we are, what we are right now. And we've got to understand, starting from now, day one, that if there's a God and there's a Jesus Christ, then you got to do every single thing that the Catholic Church tells you to do. You got to do everything that the biblical scripture tells you to do. You got to do everything that the saints and the angels are telling you to do. That's how it works. Learn about heaven. Learn about hell. Learn about death and learn about judgment. Stop screwing around. That's what you, we got to do as a man, man. Let's stop this stuff, man. Listen, why do you think you're so miserable? Why do you think as a man and a husband, you got an empty gut? Why do you think no matter how much money you make, how much, how many jobs you work, how much time, how many times you go to work, how many rounds of golf you play, how many, uh, how many sex sessions you have, uh, how many, how much fun you have, how many video games you play. When that stuff is over, the pain comes back and the emptiness comes back and that hole in your gut comes back. You know why? That's God calling you, man, to get off your butt and do something. That's what it is. And if we if we keep denying the Holy Spirit, then what does he do? He takes your wife away from you. He allows the demons to come in and talk to your wife. 
She want you know why she, she, she he, he talks to your wife. Say come in your house, talk to your wife, because you as a man you distracted. You distracted. So what does what does Satan do? Why you distracted the defender and the protector of your home? Why you are distracted out playing golf, playing video games, masturbating, watching pornography at work 12, 15 hours a day, thinking money is everything. Satan will walk right past you upstairs and got in the bed with your woman. That's what happened. And guess what? And your woman leads your children. So guess where your kids are right now? They getting influenced by Satan too. Dude, this ain't no joke anymore. It's not. This is 2023. These people, Satan was trying to control us during COVID. We didn't learn our lesson, did we? Shut our churches down and stood for that. You know. All these, these, uh, all this transgenderism and all this trying to get us to believe in things that ain't true, trying to believe that you believe that you're not in God, that you don't believe in God, trying to like God's not real and all that kind of stuff. Man, that's just Satan trying to get you, trying to get you distracted, man. Trying to say abortions about politics and uh, homosexuality and same-sex marriage is a political issue and um, what other stuff? Oh, no-fault divorce and stuff is a political issue. Those are not political issues. Those are moral issues. Those are moral issues, brother. And it's time for us as men and husbands and fathers to get up, stand up, and start getting the spiritual warfare battle, man, for the soul of our wife, for the soul of our children. If, 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 even if that, even if not that, at least for that, at least for that, where's your warrior spirit as a man? Where is it? Your way does not work. It does not work anymore. It doesn't. Even when you are a faithful Catholic, even when you are going to mass every week, even when you are participating in adoration and sacraments and all of that stuff, even when you are in scripture, even when you are praying every day, it's still hard. It's still hard. You're still under attack. You're still in spiritual warfare. Why? Because God's not going to let you as a man rest. Why? Because what's important to God is your soul. Is your soul, man. Is Are you worthy to go to the big party? And the big party is purgatory and heaven. Are you worthy? Are you worthy of those children God gave you? As a man, are you worthy of that beautiful wife that, 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 that God gave you? Are you worthy of them? Are you worthy? Right now, look at yourself in the mirror. Go in the bathroom and look at it. Look at yourself. Are you the man you think you are? Are you the man that God created you to be? Are you? And if you ain't, are you sitting on your butt and just waiting for a miracle to happen? That's what crazy people do. Sitting around hoping, wishing, praying. No, man. Be a man of action, baby. Fix your relationship with God. Fix your relationship with your wife. Fix your relationship with your children. And fix your relationship with yourself. That's what you do. So that empty gut, that empty feeling to go away. You know what? I used to have it all the time. I used to have it all the time. That empty gut, that empty feeling in my gut. What am I doing? What am I doing this for? What am I doing that for? God still sends me challenges, but I don't have no emptiness in myself no more. There's no emptiness there. Like, okay, where am I going? What am I supposed to be doing? What am I here for? And this is what today's this is what today's show's about, man. Dedicated to you.
you men that are sitting on your butt and ain't doing nothing. And understand it as, as a man, as a father and husband, no longer can you sit around and hope and wish and pray things going to get better. Because they ain't. We are in the midst of it. We in the mix. We are in it, deep in it, all of us. And hoping and wishing and praying, it ain't going to happen. All the rounds of golf is not going to take this crazy world away. It's not. All, all the rounds, all the, all the fish, all the fish, you can catch a thousand fish, and you're still going to feel the same. You can go camping, do all the stuff you think you want to do, go on all the vacations you want, have all the sex you want, drink all the liquor you want, all the drugs you want. Dude, it, it, you, only, you only feel good for five minutes, and then what? It all comes back. So this is what we're talking about today. What is the Why? Why is the rosary your most powerful weapon as a man, a husband and father? Why is it? Why, is the, why do people say the rosary is so strong and so powerful? Well, first of all, it was called the miracle of the sun, Fatima. The Blessed Mother came and the sun was so bright, it looked like it was coming toward all the people. And they all got scared. It was raining. Everything stopped. And the Blessed Mother came and told them, listen, stop jerking around. If you don't stop jerking around, it's going to get worse. Then World War II came. It ain't been right since. Okay? You got to understand, Fatima is, is a, it was a miracle, man. And listen, it was 70,000. My wife told me the other day, and I didn't, I thought it was like 500 people out there, something like when, G, when, you know, when Jesus was resurrected and he was going to Damascus and all that, came back and then he saw uh, the, uh, a couple of the apostles there. They, they was hanging out and walking back to the, to the upper room and stuff. I thought it was like 500 people saw him or something. No, man. She said, she said it was, uh, she said, um, she said that um, she's my wife told me, she said, man, it's, it was 70,000 people out there. Something like that. You know, you know, 70,000 people. So how can you lie? How can you, how can you sit there and say, Oh God ain't real. 70,000 people. You can't say 70,000 people under illusion. You might be able to say one or two or the kids sitting there. You might say the kids, you know, the kids and stuff. The kid was a three or three of the kids saw it and stuff. But th that's the problem. We focus on the kids too much. We should be focused on, on Fatima. We should be focusing more on all those people that were there. You know, because I love the faith, and I never heard that there were 70,000 people up there. Because everybody always talks about the kids, the three kids that were sitting there, what they saw and all that stuff. Well, I, don't get me wrong. That's cool and everything. But sometimes in the Catholics, we get a little twisted on stuff, man. You know, we forget about the, you know, we forget to bring the stuff down to the, the the Catholic faith, man, is complicated. It's, the, the Christian faith is complicated. I'm not going to say it's simple no more. People try to say it's simple. It ain't simple. <laughs> it is not simple. Anybody that has dove into the faith, the Catholic faith, strong Christians, you know the faith is not simple. It's complicated. And the more you learn, the closer you go to God, the more complicated you see that it is. And sometimes Catholics, we don't really, you know, we, we, you know, it, it, the, we all know that the Catholic faith, that, that God's church, Christ's church is a faith of intellect. If you are any kind of, fa if you're any kind of Christian, you know that, you know, that you, 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 you come to God on your intellect. You don't come to God. God touches you in your emotion. 
And then after that, you know, after a while, he takes the emotion away and then it becomes a faith of intellect. Why? Because you can't rely on your emotions to come to God all the time because your emotions leave you. But your intellect never leaves you. Right. OK. And so with that being said, sometimes Catholics, we forget that, that, you know, we don't, you know, like when I when I talk about the faith, people like how I talk about the faith because I I, I, I come down to like a, I try to make it. Like I try to come and make it like every day. Like, how does it how does the Catholic faith hit you in your everyday life? How does Christ hit you in your everyday life? And that's what men like. They want listen, man. I'm not okay. What am I going to church to sit here for an hour, hour and a half for? <laughs> that's what men think. Okay, what am I doing this for? And 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 if you're teaching a man something, you gotta be able to teach him like why. Women, you can say, Oh, because because you're gonna feel better. And women go, oh, okay, I'm going to feel better. Okay, so I'll go. Men like, look, man, I don't care about feeling better. I just want to, like, I got I got to go get my car fixed. Um, I got to go, like, I got to do some work in the workshop. I got to paint the house. I got to cut the grass. You know, I got to go to work. You know, I got to make that money for my, for the, you know, it's hard out here for a pimp. And I ain't got time to be sitting up in here. I don't know what I'm here for. So <laughs> that's what men about, right? Men like, hey, hey, what am I doing this for? And so... When I come to men, that's how I come at them. Like, like this is why you're doing this. For this is the reason, and so that's why we're talking about the rosary today. The rosary is today, so that's why the rosary is important. The rosary is important because it's your number one spiritual weapon as a as a man. And when seventy thousand people see the Blessed Mother, you better stand up, take notice, and listen, and know God is real. And that's another thing. How I go from the universe was if you can if you want to believe in the Big Bang, it's completely cool. But guess what? The Big Bang even had a cause. What caused the Big Bang? That's the question that scientists are starting to realize. OK, there must be a God because something, a reaction just doesn't happen. It has to have a cause, a first mover. And that's how you know that there is a God. And you want to put it down into simplest. It's called the uh, it's called the uh, Kalam argument. If you want to put it in a sense, that is the, one of the simplest arguments for God. Like when a manufacturer makes a car. Okay, that car was created by a creator, right? That car just didn't happen. It's completely logical when you think about it. Stop letting Satan and these people in the world who are ignorant tell you that we come from monkeys and we don't. It amazes me how people would so that they don't have to conform to our Lord Jesus Christ and get into heaven and they rather be on Satan's side. How they they rather they would rather have a story of well, we come from an ape. And the ape got came into the we came from a monkey. The monkey turned into an ape, and the ape turned into a man. Instead of this beautiful story of we're in the Garden of Eden, God created two people, and then the two people screwed up, and the two people allowed Satan into their life, evil into their life, and so everybody, everything all got messed up, and so now that's where we are, where we are. If we hadn't messed up, we'd still be in the Garden of Eden. We'd be happy. We'd be all had all these prenatal gifts. We'd be the bomb. No, that's not what happened, right? Do not stop letting the people tell you that we come from monkeys. They even got no proof for it. They don't even have any proof for it. At least God has proof. So the first mover, nobody, a car, there's a car. That car just did not appear from out of anywhere. Men made that car. So in logical sense, you have to go, okay, if the man made the car, then who made the man? Okay? Simple, ain't it? 
And whoever made the man, then where'd that come from? There had to be a first mover, man. It has to be. There's no other explanation for it. Reactions, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Think about that. Only God can do that. So think about it. Even right now, if God pulled away his grace, if God pulled away everything that he is, his being, this whole world, you would stop breathing immediately. This is how you got to understand. Think about it. Your heart beats, right? Your heart beats, don't it? Yep. Your lungs move, don't they? Yep. Your kidneys process, your liver's process, don't it? Yep. Okay. The body's run on what? Electricity. Yep. So where does that electricity come from in your body? How does that electricity make your heart beat, your lungs move, and all that stuff? How does that work? Where does it come from? It just don't happen. Energy just doesn't happen. Somebody has to harness it. Guess who that is? God. Dude, it's not that deep when you think about it. And then once you realize that, then you start realizing, okay, if, if that if God is God, then the Blessed Mother was created at the beginning of time. He knew that that, that soul was going to be created and what she was going to do. The son was there, you know, and you guys, you really got to start putting this together so that you out in your re- and So if Jesus Christ is God, then that means everything you're doing to save your marriage, to, to move your family towards God, it has a, it's, a, it's all for a purpose, right? It's for a reason. It all means something. You're just not out here working to make money because look, look, I love money too. <laughs> I love things. But man, I've had nice cars. I've had nice houses. I've had all that stuff. I mean, I'm not no no billionaire, millionaire, nothing. I'm just saying we've all had nice things. How long as we had the stuff for five minutes? Well, next car. Well, next house. Because all that stuff is fleeting. Material things and feelings are fleeting. They all get old. They all go away. And we get old and we die. And every day when you go out here working and, and you in your life. You have to look at what am I doing this for? What am I doing all this for? If it was just about money, then everybody would just kill each other and rape each other and be and be bad people all the time. What be good for what? What's the reason to be good? Without God, there's no reason to be good. Without the natural law, there's no reason to be a good person. It isn't. It's no reason whatsoever. But people don't really realize that. Because we get lost, we get we get in despair. When we don't pray and, and give our life away for something other than ourselves, we get in this art, we get this me, me, me concept, and that stuff don't last long, fellas. It doesn't last long. Okay. So with that being said, many people think that the rosary is unbiblical. That's not true. We're gonna go through that real quick. Um, why is the blessed mother and the rosary so powerful in spiritual warfare? Well, in um and uh, I always forget that. Revelations, she is tasked to crush the head of Satan. Boom. Right off the bat, spiritual warfare. Right off the bat, she's crushing it. Because remember, Jesus Christ is the new Adam. And the Blessed Mother is the new Eve. So those two beings, those two beings fulfilled the prophecy of God. If you think about it. Adam and Eve messed it up. God bless their souls. Right? So Christ came to get it right. Eve came to get it right. 
naive. Um, the Blessed Mother came to get it right. She was going to get it right. And so she is tasked to crush the head of Satan, of the serpent, right? So that's spiritual warfare. This is why when you hear me talk about the rosary, spiritual warfare, the Blessed Mother is prime in that fight. It's prime in that fight to get the demons out your home. That's why you. That's why the Blessed Mother, the rosary man, is a spiritual warfare prayer and is an actual regular, what do they call regular prayers? Somebody, somebody tell me what they call regular prayers. But it's a, it's but spiritual warfare prayers and regular day-to-day prayers are different. Um, it, once you start praying them, it's immediately there's an immediate you can see it immediately. Okay, but that's the rosary is one of the very few prayers that 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 works both sides. Why? Because the Blessed Mother is engaged in spiritual warfare. She is the prime. Her and Saint Michael. Okay. All right. So the prayer of the Hail Mary is fortified in Scripture. People try to act like that the Hail Mary and Blessed Mother. Why do we why do we put all this attention? Why do we put all this attention on uh on the the Blessed Mother, Jesus' mother? Why we why we why do the Catholics always put all the attention on the Blessed Mother, on the Virgin Mary? First of all, she's his mama. She's his mama, man. Think about your mother. If you was God and you had to create a mother for yourself, wouldn't you create the most holy, most beautiful, most loving, caring, special woman that could ever be made? Of course you would. Would that woman have slept with other men? Would that woman, after she had bored God through the creator of the universe, would she have slept with other men after that? See, man, logic, if you just think about this stuff, this is why you need the Catholic faith, man. <laughs> this is why you need it. Everything I talk about is from the Catholic Church, man. Try to go to a Protestant church and get this. You can't get it because they don't know. And it's not their fault. They just don't know. They weren't raised in that, in that realm. And so they only got half the faith. Half the faith is what? Scripture, the Bible. That's half the faith. The other half the faith is what we we're commanded to do by God in Scripture, which is the saints, death, judgment, heaven, and hell, blessed mother, St. Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, the angels, the demons, all of that stuff that you can't see. You can't get the information. And anybody, any Protestant that, that any Protestant church that knows about this stuff, guess where they came and got it from? They got it from the Catholic Church. So this is what I'm trying to say. The, the, you know, the blessed, all the stuff, if, if you believe that there is a God, you got to believe in his church because that's the church that Christ left behind to carry on his word with the apostles. Okay. So Hail Mary. So basically the Hail Mary is uh is fortified in scripture. Okay. Why is she in scripture? Why she's his mother? You know, she wouldn't be, you know, remember, God cannot have anything in uh before him in the beatific vision that's not purely holy, purely cured of 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 of, of evil. It cannot, he can, it cannot have one, the soul cannot have one blemish. This is why there's purgatory. And you, everybody ought to be, th- get, get on the ground and kiss on the ground saying, thank God there's purgatory. Because without purgatory, guess what? Everybody be going to hell. Show sure would. Because in order to be a perfect, and nobody gets in heaven who's not a saint. Nobody. So what does that mean? That means you are pure of soul. You are completely pure of soul. Because God cannot have anything in front of him that's not pure of soul. So without purgatory, would nobody would nobody go to heaven, basically? 
you know, St. Joseph, <laughs> blessed mother, Jesus, it'd be three of them, it'd be three of them up there, <laughs> you know, but it's not like that. It's not like that. Okay. And so you've got to understand the importance of the blessed virgin, man. She is God. The blessed virgin and St. Joseph always lead us to who? Their son, Jesus Christ. They're the, they're the, they're the Trinity of the Holy Family. You always hear Italians and people say, Italians especially say, Jesus married Joseph. <laughs> you know, that's their thing. Jesus married Joseph, you know, because they understand the deal that that is, that that is the Holy Family, man. And so Christ loved his mother. And so when you go to his mother and ask her to pray for you, because in scripture, we are commanded to pray to the saints, the saints. You ask the saints because the saints are more holy than you. The saints are more holy than your father. The saints are more holy than your friend. So when you ask the saints to pray for you, that's more powerful prayer than just asking Jerry to pray for you. People ask, always asking me to pray for him or asking, you know, or people always asking their friends and their parents to pray for them. Look, man, that stuff's okay. But man, you go to the saints, the Blessed Mother, St. Joseph, St. John the Baptist, um, St. Uh, Maximilian Colby, St. Padre Pio, St. Teresa of Lisieux, all of them. It's like thousands of them. Pick one, St. Anthony. And when they pray, when you petition to pray for your prayers, are more powerful. Why? Because those people are closer to God. The saints are closer to God, right? So you've got to understand it as a man, as a husband. Why you sitting around? We're sitting around. We'll be all sitting around jacking off and stuff, jacking around. We got to understand that the power of the faith. I don't know why God made it this way, but once you walk outside the, the church, all the pain comes back, like all the illusion comes back of the world, right? But when you inside the church, you understand the faith. Like you see, okay, you see the glimpse of how it could be in heaven, right? It's so beautiful. That's why the Latin mass is so beautiful for people who don't understand that. The Latin mass is part of the heavenly court. It was it was made to be beautiful, to make it seem like part of heaven when you're inside the Catholic Church. And the Norris Ordo can't do that. It doesn't. Now, at Holy Rosarago, man, that, 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 I will say that that Norris Ordo mass is pretty darn close to the Latin mass. Father, he, Father McCarthy really, really tries his best. But, you know, Everybody is not there yet. So he, you know, he's a good priest. And so he, he gives them the option. But the thing about it is, man, when you go to the Catholic church, man, and you, the Latin mass is part of heaven, man, it's part of the heavenly court. And when you look at it, like it, it is said that when you're the Latin mass, man, that the choirs, the angels and heaven is there. Everybody's looking down on the Latin mass and on that beauty every Sunday. That's why they're the statues. So that when you're in church, you can, you can realize that you can keep your mind on God. That's where the, the, the statue of Jesus is there. A statue of the baby, baby Jesus is there. A statue of the saints. A saint is there. A statue of St. Joseph, the Blessed Mother is there. Those statues are there not for worship. Those statues are there for reverence, the reverence of God, to keep our mind on what the priest is saying, to keep our mind on the mass, to keep our mind on God himself and Jesus Christ and the suffering and death of him. But most people are too lazy, men and women included. We're just lazy. We don't really want our minds to go deep into stuff. And if you don't try to go deep, you can't get close to God on emotion alone. You can't. 
You have to ignite your intellect. You have to ignite your intellect. What does that mean? The knowledge of God, the knowledge of the liturgy, the knowledge of the Latin mass. Most people will go to the Latin mass just like most people come to everybody would come to the Catholic church again if they understood the Catholic church. They would. You know how I know? Because all the saints say it. And I experienced it myself. I was in the Baptist church, Joe's Witness Church. Uh, what is it? Where else, where else was I at? Presbyterian Church, Methodist Church, all of them. I'm in all of them. And they all have this bad thing about the Catholic Church. That's because they don't understand it and understand what the beauty of it is. They really don't. Because people, you know, you know, everybody gets mixed up. And that's fine. That's because of the Reformation and the generations of us not, you know, of the, the faith getting watered down. You know, most most Catholics know that. They know the deal. You know, but that being said, man, um, the prayer of the Hail Mary is fortified in scripture. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Luke 1, 47 through 48. And my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, for he has regarded the low estate of his maiden. For behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. Right there. Hail Mary, full of grace. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed art thou the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Scripture right there telling you what's up. Catholics do not worship Mary. Hear the Bible records Mary's own words that say all ages, generations will call me blessed. Hence, Hail Mary, full of grace, is a name with the angel, with the archangel Gabriel called calling Our Lady. Catholic Catholics are only doing what the Bible says by giving her the honor she deserves. Why don't Protestants? Well, the reason Protestants don't do it because they're not taught that. They're not, you know, they're only in they're only in the Bible Solo scriptura, and you can't get everything from the word. You got to remember when Jesus was there and when Jesus left, and when Jesus had to, um, he said, carry on us uh, the, the, the word by word, carry on the faith by word and by mouth. So, yes, you use scripture, but you also have to have tradition, which is the church. And so the church has to interpret the Bible and so that everybody's on the same page. And this is where the 30,000, 40,000 denominations get it wrong. And I'm not going to go on that today because we'd be here forever because I could talk on that forever. Okay. Um, if Mary had not agreed to do the will of God, where would we be today? Mary also acknowledges that she is also needs a savior. We are freed from our original sin at baptism while Mary was preserved from original sin at her conception. God is not limited by time. Remember, Mary, it's, it is a dogma that Mary is the blessed mother. Jesus Christ's mother was born of original, was not, does not have any original sin or any sin. Okay. And the reason why she, why? Because as we talked about earlier, nothing, if you are God, you cannot have you cannot be born in that. You have to, the vessel that you're in must be completely pure of character and of body and all of that. And this is why, this is why it all makes sense. If you think about it, you know, God couldn't um, have, God couldn't have, have put, uh, the Holy Spirit couldn't have put Jesus Christ in Mary Magdalene. 
See, when I put it like that, oh my God, you're right, Jerry. No way. No, that wouldn't work, would it? No, of course it wouldn't work, right? So it's said that the Blessed Mother, her soul was created and was there at the beginning of time, that God knew what the plan was going to be at the beginning of time, and her soul was there, okay? So more proof and validation of the power of the Blessed Virgin in Scripture, Luke 1, 28. And he came to her and said, hell, full of grace, the Lord is with you. The angel Gabriel states that Mary is full of grace. The proper translation means perfected in grace. Some translations use highly favored, which is a poor translation and incorrect from the Greek. Full of grace means there's no room for sin. See, already, already, that lets you know this is how there's a dog. Watch the dogma because it's saying it right there in scripture. This is the problem when you have six, six or seven billion people trying to interpret a, a book because everybody's going to see it different. And it's called authority. This is why you hear Catholics say in, in history that we don't have the right to interpret scripture. We don't. That's God's book. So who did God leave to interpret the scripture? He left the Catholic church, the apostles, the bishops, the priests, the theologians. That's, that's their job. And so what do we do? when you People kill me having a Bible study. <laughs> You have a Bible study, right? So everybody gets together. You have a Bible study. Uh, you have a Bible study. And then we sit around talking about our, our, our what we think that the scripture means and, and what we think and all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. That's fun. That's cool. But where is the interpret the real interpretation of that scripture? Like, where is the Bible study part? Where's the study part? Like, what the way a Bible study is supposed to be done is you go to the Catholic church, you get the interpretation of the scripture of the Bible. Like me, I have a, uh, I have a, my wife for Christmas about five, 10 years ago. It was so beautiful. She bought me a study Bible, a Catholic study Bible of the new Testament. It is like the best book. I thought the catechism of the Catholic church was the best book I ever read. This is the best book I ever read. I'm reading, I'm still reading it because basically what happens is there's the scripture. And then at the bottom, there's all of the, there's the script, there's the references, the, the traditions of the church, what everything means right there. You ain't got to go nowhere else for reference. It's all right there. The study Bible's all right there. Every husband, every man should have it. Every man. It is the bomb dude. And you know, and then, and then, then from that comes all the pamphlets and all these the smaller books and all the missiles and all of that, right? And but people don't understand that they think scripture as well as what I think it means. It's not what you think it means, it's what Jesus Christ thinks it means. It's what the authority of the who he left an authority in charge is what they think it means, which is the Catholic Church. Okay. So these vice, these verse, these so um the, remember, full of grace. Hail Mary, full of grace, is, is the Blessed Virgin. It's a name, okay? It's her name, all right? It's a name. So this verse indicates that she was very special. Luke 137, for which God, nothing shall be impossible. While, while Romans 3.23 states, all have sinned, this does not include Mary, just as it does not include Christ, babies, or Adam and Eve before the fall. All, in this case, Romans 3.23 
in use in a general sense. Okay, so Catholics do not worship Mary. Catholics do not worship Mary. The Bible records Mary's own words that say all ages and generations will call her blessed. Catholics are only doing what the Bible says by giving her the honor she deserves. If Mary had not agreed to do the will of God, where will we be today? Isn't that the bomb? Isn't that great when you think about it? Isn't that great? Even though Kevin says, Kelvin says, that's what I call part-time Christian fighting a full-time devil. That's right, Kelvin. That's right. That's right. Um, so um, we are all free from our original sin at baptism while Mary was preserved from original sin at her conception. God is not limited by time. Okay. So below are the scripture references I'm going to mention right here for the for the Hail Mary and directive to honor Mary as the mother of God. Okay, so again, below are the sacred scripture references for the Hail Mary and directive to honor Mary as the mother of God. And guys, this is important. Listen, Catholics wrote the Bible, inspired Catholics, Catholics wrote it. So nobody knows the Bible and scripture better than the Catholic church. Nobody. Why? Because the Catholic church, our church, the Christ church, the church God left behind is, is he's not going to just leave it to anybody. He has to have his own thing, his own church to keep it holy, to keep the devil away from it. You know? And so this is why you hear him say, the church will never be overcome by the devil. We're gonna, the church will always be here throughout the ages. He means the Catholic church. And think about it. It's been 2,000 years. The church is still here, ain't it? No matter what they do, they tried to close us down and um they tried to close us down in COVID. Guess what? I would I would I would I would come to say that that would never happen again. I would I would I would say that 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 would never happen again. That if that happened again, there'd be a serious riot. The liberals think they know how to riot. They ain't seen Catholics and, and Orthodox Christians riot. When we get full, we get when we get tired and we get to the top of our of what we've had it. You better watch out. Okay. So these are the scriptures: Luke one forty seven to forty eight, Revelation twelve one through two. Luke 128, Galatians 4 4, Luke 143, Matthew 123, Luke 41 through 42, Revelations 12 through 17. I mean 12, I'm sorry, Revelation 12, 17, and Luke 134. So those are all those are all the um those are all the reference to the Blessed Mother, her her, her power in spiritual warfare, her power as the mother of God. Her power uh, as the way we're supposed to honor honor her as the mother of God. And so, if you want, I mean, I'll read them one more time so that guys, you could, because I know how people are, they want to look stuff up. So, Luke one forty seven through forty eight, Revelations twelve one through two, Luke one twenty eight, Galatians four four, Luke one forty three, Matthew one twenty three, Luke forty one through forty two, Revelations twelve. 17 and Luke 1 34. And so, uh, after, um, and so we went through a lot today. And, um, what I think we're going to do is we're going to do part two of this on Tuesday, which is next week or the next show because it's 10 49. And see y'all, y'all see how I am. 
When I get into the faith, I start losing my mind. I didn't sit here and talk for 49 minutes straight. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord. The Holy Spirit something else. I'm so sorry, y'all. That's the first time I ever did that. I didn't talk for 50 minutes straight. I'm so sorry. So I guess what? I, I you know, I don't have a caller. So I guess what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a break and we'll come back and conclude for today. And we will pick up part two um on the benefits. Uh so we'll do the benefits on our next show on Tuesday. Uh, because I don't want to keep you guys around. The show would be if I if I did the rest of the show, it'd go, we'd go to uh 11 or 12 o'clock, another hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> so if that would be said. We will be back. I love you guys. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. If you're getting value from this podcast, all right, had a little hiccup there. Um, that's what happens when you go live. Um, so I would like to say thank you guys for hanging out with me today, and I hope I helped you. You know, I ran my mouth too long, but sometimes that's what happens. Uh, I just love the faith. I just love it. I love if I could just take all of the faith and just put it in my head, it would just I would just be probably the happiest man in the world. I would share with my wife. I would share with my kids. (laughs) I'd evangelize the world. (laughs) But I know that's impossible. You know why? Because God only gives us what we can handle. At the at a particular point in time, and so with that, you know, I just, you know, I just wish, you know, I know theologians they get very frustrated too, um, and apolog and, and people that guys are in apologetics they get frustrated too because it's just so much, it's just so much. The the faith is so vast. The Christian faith is just so vast and so beautiful and so wonderful, and you could never know it all. You know, just even like on relics and the saints and the angels, man, and uh, uh, just heaven, what that's about, hell, just learning, even learning about that could take a lifetime. I mean, we just, you know, we have to start to learn the beauty 
of the faith. No one would reject the faith if they knew the actual beauty of it. And this is why we have to learn how to evangelize. We really do. It's called the Socratic method. When you evangelize somebody, you don't tell them stuff. You know, um, like when I evangelize, I learned this a long time ago, listen to Catholic Answers Live. You know, uh, you don't, when you, when you try to evangelize somebody, especially somebody who is an atheist or like that, or somebody that is a Protestant and you're trying to bring them in, you're trying to convince them about the, 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 the church. The first thing is that's two separate kind of people, right? An atheist or non-believer or a believer who doesn't doesn't believe the fullness and truth of the entire Christian faith. And we have those in the Catholic people like that in the Catholic faith too. We call them cafeteria Catholics. They believe what they want to believe and everything else they kind of just show to the side. Well, that's from hell, right? But with when it comes to atheists or non-believers, you don't bring up scripture. Why? Because they don't believe. The Bible was written for, for believers. So if you try to evangelize a person who's an who doesn't who's an agnostic or who doesn't believe in God, they're 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 not they're not going to listen to you. They're not, they're like, okay, so that's a story. To them, that's a story, right? So with atheists, you have to start out with. This is why you hear debates on you know the atheists and the Catholics and, and Protestants. They 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 debate the, the atheists, right? The reason why, but they they focus on what the the uh they focus on the trueness of God, like the universe and how God created it and the proof of that, right? So that's that argument. When but we talk to a believer, which is basically a Jehovah's Witness, uh, a Mormon. Uh, a Methodist, a Baptist, um, you know, you know, uh, Presbyterian. Those are Christian, Christian sects, but they are Protestant. They're called Protestants because they are separated. They protest against the Catholic Church. Why? The Catholic Church was the first church. It was the church that Christ left behind. And for 1,500 years, everybody believed in the Catholic Church. Everybody was a Catholic. There was no such thing as a Baptist. You know, no such thing as a Methodist. Everybody was was Catholic. Then the priest came. This one priest came and got possessed by the devil and got screwed up and he broke off. And so he started his own church called the Lutherans. And so the Lutherans, they started from there. So everybody started, well, he started his own church. Well, I'm going to start my church. And so then you had Calvin and the Baptist and the Methodist and everybody else. And so guess what? For five, six hundred years, the faith has been watered down, has been watered down, has been diluted. The, the knowledge of the faith has been diluted down into almost to, to a, a smidgen of what it was. This is why you hear when I a lot of times when Protestants hear me talk in my in my group, in my in my program, they don't really like a lot of stuff. I tell them, they go, what is that? You know, because they never and it's not their fault. They just never heard of it. And, and, and this is why you hear me say, too, that. Nobody rejects the Catholic faith once they know it for real, once they know the beauty of it, you know, and have the knowledge of it. Because that was the first, that was the way it was, that was the what what God wanted it to be, it's the way it was supposed to be. But see, when Satan gets involved and we listen to him, then you have 40,000, 30,000 denominations. And so today, I hope you guys, um, um, I hope you, you got something out of what we talked about today. I did a lot of talking and I'm sorry, but I really, I ain't sorry. I'm sorry because I did a lot of talking, but I'm not sorry about the information that I gave you because I want you to be strong men and to be able to express yourself in the faith and teach your family and your wife 
and your children. And if your wife knows more than you, let her teach you. Get your pride out of the way. Listen to her, man. Women, they 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 the ball when it comes to the faith, man. You get man, the women are the ball when it comes to the faith. They are. You gotta listen to them. Let your wife guide you, really. So with that being said, to uh next week on Tuesday, we will do uh we will do uh part two um of the of this. And I hope you guys again, I hope you guys got something out of this. And um this was great, this was good, and we'll see you. Then, so as we always do, we conclude with a a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort. You weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now, go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!